Welcome to a special podcast from Finnegan. Today, we are speaking with Finnegan attorney Robert Kramer about the role of intellectual property during economic downturns and how in-house attorneys and IP departments can make the best of them. Bob, these are definitely challenging times with many companies cutting budgets, changing how and where they do business, and even laying off employees. At the same time, we know intellectual property is a slow developing long-term asset, and some companies or IP departments may feel tempted to stick their heads in the sand and wait this out or just let IP rights lapse. You've been practicing intellectual property law for 25 years, both at law firms and in-house in Silicon Valley, New York, Washington, D.C., and now in Australia. And because you've seen economic slowdowns from so many different perspectives, we're so eager to get your thoughts on what companies should be doing at this moment. But first, before we get into that, let's just talk a little bit about how COVID-19 is affecting the intellectual property practice generally. Thank you. These are hard times for many companies. IP may not be the first thing on people's minds, but at the same time, we shouldn't be ignoring it. IP is an intangible asset in contrast to real property, and people think about what to do with their homes, for example, whether they should buy or sell it during economic downturns. So we should be doing the same for our intangible assets. IP is also a business tool, and this is exactly the time with all these uncertainties when those tools may become more useful. Essentially, what I'm recommending is that this is a good time for you to go back to your toolbox, sharpen and clean your tools, and think about how your company may use it or how it may use this IP now differently than it could have used that IP, for example, a year ago. In these times, some things are the same for most companies. Everyone's trying to figure out, for example, what to do with the uncertainty and risk resulting from COVID-19. And they're looking at possibly how these affect their intellectual property. However, the way in which companies are reacting to uncertainty, to risk, to change differs wildly from company to company. And that's what creates opportunity. How a particular company reacts now and for some time in the future will continue to open up the possibility for input from you and your IP department to find opportunities for your company. Consider now to be a good time to create opportunities. And can you illustrate that point, just how a company may react to uncertainty now versus how it may have reacted in sort of less extraordinary times? Sure. Let me step back for a minute and describe what more usual times may look like for a company, for example, considering patent or trademark litigation. The company can consider all kinds of things before making its decision whether to go forward. It could be the strength of the patents or how easy it might be to prove infringement, the quality of the witnesses or the evidence, the foreseeable legal issues, and all kinds of timing issues for the company. The company might consider its financial position, its ability to support the litigation over the one to three years it might take possible damages it might get from the litigation, the various business goals the litigation may create or solve, and of course, all the alternatives to the litigation, whether it should pursue negotiations or other business pressures, licensing deals, and so forth. Collectively, these may all justify bringing the litigation, but it's really only a part of the picture, and there's a lot more to consider. For example, the company should do all of the same considerations as to its possible infringers, all the same possibilities for their own financial strength, their history of being litigious, and how hard they might fight this issue back, and what the business goals of that company might be. All of this information on both sides should be checked by the confidence that the patentee or the company has in the quality of its information, and we should come back to that point later. Now, as to an example, if you're a larger company that's aware of a startup using your patents, and you also know that the startup is intending, for example, to go IPO later in the year, then 
you know that your patents are not the only leverage that you have. And you may use the litigation as a tool together with the possibility or the increased risk that the company has in the IPO to leverage a settlement or a license. From this example, you see that the value of your patent is relative to a lot of different things, including the, the timing of when you might use that IP. And why would that be? What's the timing have to do with it? There are a lot of different reasons, and it's not just timing. It's timing's an important factor. It's the risks and a lot of the changes at the time. Specific to a particular IP, a different company might be considering using your patents offensively or defensively against another company, not just in your market. It might have a complementary patent portfolio where your IP fills some important holes and makes their own license deals more valuable might see that your patents are at risk and prefer to tie you up in litigation for years while it continues to make literally a fortune off of your own inventions. It might have better visibility into the future than you do. For example, it knows its own research and development efforts and how it may use technology in the future. Another company might have financial reasons to value your IP differently. It might have different liquidity in the company. It might have better access to financing. It might have a different preference for risk or risk levels to that company, or it could just be looking for something to do with its cash reserves. Sometimes the company doesn't want to get stuck with too much cash. Any of those can affect how a company values particular IP rights. And again, the better your data is, not just as to your own needs, but the needs of your potential buyers or potential licensees can affect your opportunities and the value of your IP. And so what about now during the pandemic? How has that changed the dynamic? Well, in essence, the general concept's the same, but the underlying data and the formulas are changing. Not that we know what those are, but they're different for every company. Companies like to value cash reserves and liquidity during economic downturns. They're likely to tolerate risk less and possibly have a harder time of getting financing. Even the attention of the executives and board members might be harder to get on IP issues during these times. But an IP right, like I said before, is a property right, and the company's products and its real estate are things that the company is considering, so it should also consider what it can do with its IP. It can be an essential part of the company's tools to be considered alongside the accumulated talent of its employees, the contracts it has with other companies, the accounts receivable, and so forth. Just as an example, a lot of companies now are thinking about what to do with costs of the accumulated unused vacation time of its employees, whether to force them or encourage them to take their vacation time during a slowdown. Certainly, if it's considering those things, it should also be considering what to do with all of its investment in intellectual property and how it can use that during the slowdown to create either financial or business opportunities for the company. The important thing here is the IP right and what the company can do with it change and move asynchronously between impacted companies. The larger the changes for a particular company or between any two companies, the more opportunity there is for something to be done that wasn't able to be done before. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Can you illustrate what that would look like between these two companies? Let's take a large company or one that's more experienced in using its IP might find the assertion of a patent infringement better received during these times if it's bringing it against a less well-funded company or a company that's at higher risk now due to the coronavirus in the sense that they might be willing to negotiate quicker or for a larger amount now. Think about a company, for example, that's impacted by reduced travel or unstable supply chains. That's a big thing right now because companies are looking to source goods from different countries now, given a lot of the trade issues from COVID-19. 
the possibilities are really endless. The important thing is for you to be on the lookout, both offensively and defensively for your own company, and to be sensitive to the types of change, particular to the times and your company. Not all companies are prepared to use particular moments in time like these to advance their business interests. And it's the, the lack of equality between how those companies go about doing it that also creates opportunity. Well, let's turn to that question of what in-house IP departments and companies can do right now with their valuable IP during these times. I think the best thing a company can do, and we alluded to this earlier, is to focus on data and data quality. Collecting data on what IP you have is one of the most important things a company can do at any time, and especially now that the formulas you may have or your IP strategy might be changing. Focusing also on what your market looks like, what your competitors look like, and what the data is telling you about those companies is very important. As I just suggested, updating your models, your formulas, your strategies is very important right now, given what you believe is going on in the market. Looking at your supply chains and how IP may affect where you want to source products or which countries you want them to come from is also very important. And then repeat the same questions that you're asking here for the other half of your equation, the party that's using your IP and see whether you have new strategic opportunities for blocking them or requiring them to get a license because of the needs that they have right now. Okay, so what else uh, should IP departments consider when trying to think about how to best extract the value of their data? There's a lot of software tools out there right now that weren't around even just a few years ago. Those tools can really help you collect your data and sort your data and analyze that data in expert ways that weren't possible just a few years ago. Well, that's a lot of tools in the toolbox. Anything else we're missing? Remember, you're your company's IP expert, and only you know or can investigate what's most useful for your company. I think an important thing that people in-house don't always see is that your IP gives you or could give you a seat at the table, especially when there are changing times and people need expert input. So resist the idea of burying your head in the sand. Don't just say this will all be over in three months or a year and just wait it out. Also resist what I sometimes hear is called the dark arts mentality, which is that the companies often see IP as a dark art and they don't really understand how it works and they don't really want to know, especially when they're focused on other things. Instead, see these times as an opportunity for you and see how you can use your intellectual property to either get a seat at the table, as I said before, or contribute to the company. What are some concrete steps that IP departments might consider taking right now? If you find a useful way, See if there's a way to raise cash with your IP portfolio or just a portion of your portfolio that you're not using, or see if you can license your IP into an adjacent area where previously you might have thought that those activities were below-the-line activities for your company. Look for ways to integrate your IP into the business of the company. For example, it's possible your IP could carry more water towards solving the business problems of the company. We talked about clearing up supply chain issues or IP risks before, but it can also be useful during merger and acquisition activity. So if you can get on that team of any M&A activity so that you can analyze the IP of the other company or how your IP may complement or create problems if there's a merger, for example. One of the great pieces of advice, I think, is to sit down with your finance team if you don't do so regularly. See how you can be useful to reducing costs at these times. IP is a long-term asset, like you said earlier, but that doesn't mean that you can't adjust some of the costs or expenses. In the short term, you can change when you file particular types of IP or how you file it or which countries you file it in. 
But even on the longer term activities like litigation, you can sometimes affect filings of particular motions or certain discovery activities and change around those costs a bit. And if your company has money or liquidity or both, look for ways to improve your company's IP business position. For example, you might be able to purchase a patent now or a trademark or even an IP portfolio that might have been too expensive to consider previously. You could look for less expensive IP or technology licenses. People might be in dire need of cash and willing to license their IP on the flip side of what we were talking about earlier in a way that's going to help you now that, that you couldn't afford previously. And then whatever you can do, spend some time thinking outside the box, because a lot of the opportunities that come up come from locations that weren't anticipated and that you might be too busy to think about if you don't take that time. Well, obviously, a lot of companies are facing economic slowdowns in their industries. What do you recommend for them You know, if they have more time rather than more money? What should those companies be thinking about? That's a great point because a lot of companies now uh, are clamping down on spending money. And just because you don't have money doesn't mean there aren't things you can do with your intellectual property that, that either bring in the cash that you need or, more importantly, create better intellectual property for later times. Economic slowdowns are, are always useful times to do things that you wouldn't have had time to do during busier times, even though it would have been useful to do those before. For example, in the traditional IP work, you can reset your IP strategies. We talked about that before and try and get better data. But you can also analyze your portfolio, go back and look at what's been valuable to you and to your competitors and try and fix holes in your IP. File new patent claims, for example, where you think it might be targeting your competitors or licensees. You can work on improving your IP portfolios and the policies around them because the policies tend to grow over time from when you were a small company to a much larger company. And there are often lots of provisions that stick around that no longer apply to the company in its current state. So looking at those policies and amending or fixing those is very useful. Go around and make sure that you have all your NDAs and your invention disclosures in one place so that they're easy to access and put them online, for example, or standardize your license terms if you can. That's something that grows organically and often is very different from licensee to licensee. There's, uh, as I suggested before, a lot of new IP software tools out there, and you can spend some time looking at what those are and bring your IP data into the cloud using those tools. is very useful right now. There's an organization called clock.org, if you look it up. That's great for in-house counsel trying to figure out how to do this, and they offer a lot of advice to each other. And then consider anything you can do to, to reduce costs. One of the, the great things is e-billing right now. If you're not already doing that, that's a way of spending less money to save more money, which is unusual. How about in the training department? What can IP departments do there? In the training area, there's some great things that you can do during these times. You can try to educate your business teams more. They're all at home now, or they may be at home and available to video conferences at unusual times. You can offer continuing education to them on, for example, how IP issues affect supply chains so that they can make better decisions going forward. You can work with your marketing team and, and make sure everybody understands how trademarks and brands work and the ins and outs of the legal issues around those so everyone's on the same page. And you can work with your outside counsel. They may have some additional time or be desirous of some marketing activities, and you can work with them to provide programs to your IP team as well as your in-house business and executive teams. If you're large enough to isolate one from each other within your own IP team, you're probably large enough to need to cross-train and better integrating and training your IP team to see the issues that each other are working on helps you spot issues going forward. So that's always very useful. Okay. I know you've got a few more suggestions. What else? 
Just a few more things. I think there's always the local bar requirements that your in-house attorneys have, and it's always a good time when you've got a little downtime to make sure everybody's caught up on that and integrate all those things into web programs that track them for you. And community outreach, I think, is the last thing I would focus on here. It's always a good time, of course, to do community outreach. But even if you're just focusing on IP and IP community outreach, it's useful to spend some time thinking about your company's brand and the flexibility of that brand. A lot of times a company has a brand that's very static and these are quickly changing times and we're not quite sure sometimes how that brand is going to be affected by not just economic downturns, but all the uh, social issues around them. And we see a lot of our clients and a lot of brands out there that are finding ways to either do good things or work with the community or just change their branding in a way that updates to current times. All of that work can help a company not just survive through the downturn in COVID-19 issues, but maybe come out a little bit better than they would have otherwise. I wouldn't go so far as to say that this is a moment that when life brings you lemons, make lemonade. But there are certainly opportunities out there, and I think we shouldn't be remiss or just ignore them just because they're bad times. All right. On that hopeful and helpful note, we'll leave it there. Bob, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this special podcast from Finnegan. Our guest has been Robert Kramer, special counsel based in Sydney, Australia. For more commentary on intellectual property news and issues, to listen to other podcasts, and to receive additional information on the firm, please visit www.finnegan.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Finnegan.